0: and 100.9 FM.
1: Where's your pain in your knees, hips, your back? Don't let it sideline you any longer. And don't let them tell you surgery is your only option. Call QC Kinetics now for the future of pain relief. Hey, it's Caleb Hatch. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, restoring and repairing damaged joint tissue the natural way. This is the science of using properties from your own body to bring you lasting relief with no drugs and no downtime. QC Kinetics is trusted by patients all over America, over 150 clinics nationwide, with advanced protocols that can get you moving again. Get started now so you can live big in 2024. Talk about a great use of your FSA and HSA. Put them to work getting you the relief you need so badly. These new, advanced regenerative treatments are getting amazing reviews for people with arthritic pain or pain from an injury. Call QC Kinetics for a free consultation. Let their medical professionals give you a better path toward that pain-free life. 260-333-9383. That's 260-333-9383. 260-333-9383. Folks
0: ask, Salty Pete, what's the best part of being a pirate? Hello, it's all the buried treasure. I've been following this ear treasure map all day. Time to dig! Oh, I went to a lesson, no trolley was... Arr! You just hit a
2: power line.
1: Contact Indiana 811 at least two working days before picking up a shovel. It's the only way to dig. Learn more at 811.SafeDigIndiana.com. Sponsored by the Indiana Utility Regulatory Commission and aired by the station.
0: Right now, on My Deals Fort Wayne, get $50 worth of Rusty's Ice Cream Gift Certificates for just $25. You heard right, $50 worth of Rusty's Ice Cream Gift Certificates for just $25. Rusty's Ice Cream is a full-service ice cream shop with 80s-inspired flavors. From bodacious sundays, radical shakes, righteous floats, and even a traditional rama split, Rusty's has it all. Get $50 worth of Rusty's Ice Cream Gift Certificates for $25. Get your deal today on MyDealsFortWayne.com. Indiana Sports Talk right here in Fort Wayne. Caleb and Kenny in the morning at 7 a.m. Dan Patrick and the Herd with Colin Cowherd get you through the midday. Then back to Hoosier Sports Talk with Indiana Sports Beat at 3, followed by The Sports Rush with Brett Rump. Find your favorite Fort Wayne sports hosts and interact with them now on Twitter at 1380TheFan on Facebook.com slash 1380TheFan. Or go to 1380TheFan.com and find Caleb and Kenny, Indiana Sports Beat, or Brett Rump's social media info and start the conversation today. For 50 years, Don Fisher has been the voice of the Indiana Hoosiers football and basketball games. I try not to think <laughs> about it, to be quite honest. And now, every Monday, the legendary Hall of Fame broadcaster joins the Sports Rush. Oh, I'm really excited. Get insights into why you sports like no one else can provide. Oh, I've belly about this enough over the years. 15 minutes with Fish. Mondays at 520 with Brett Rump in the Sports Rush on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 Ben. The Sports Rush with Brett Rump.
3: If the Colts are going to make a run, can they do it with Gardner Minshew? I, I'll be honest, it makes me nervous. It makes me nervous. I just, <laughs> I'm always afraid he's going to make that mistake at the wrong time, cost the Colts a, a pivotal game. It, it's it's almost, to
0: me, Carson Wentz 2.0. The Sports Rush with Brett Rump. Listen every weekday at 4 on Fort Wayne Sports Station. Listen live at 1380 thefan.com. Live from the Hoopie Insurance Services studios, this is WKJG 1380 AM, 100.9 FM, The Fan, Fort Wayne, Indiana. This is a presentation of high school sports on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. The Hoopy Fieldhouse High School Coaches Show. Learn more about the Hoopy Fieldhouse, now available to schedule practice times for your league or team at hoopyfieldhouse.com. Now, here's your host, Justin Kenny.
3: Good evening, everybody. Welcome into the High School Coaches Show. A bit of a crossover edition of the Coaches Show as we put a cap on the football season. We'll talk to Snyder head coach Kurt Tibbin here in just a couple seconds. And then we'll talk to Dan Vance from outside OutsideTheHuddle.net. We'll talk state finals football, but we'll also turn the page to basketball. And then we'll have Amy Shear, head girls basketball coach at Columbia City, will join us a little later on in the hour. Her team ranked number one in the state of Indiana in the girls coaches poll, which is all classes altogether. So just a phenomenal start for the Columbia City girls. And we'll talk to Coach Shearer about that. So plenty to get to, and let's kick it off and talk to a state championship winning coach on the line with us, Coach Kirk Tipman. Evening, Coach.
4: Good evening. Thanks for having me.
3: Yeah, my pleasure, Coach. When, when were you able to finally sit down and have a nice Thanksgiving dinner? Were you able to fit that in on Thursday?
4: Oh, certainly. We uh, got together with family. You know, My wife and I's families are both in town, so yeah, we had a good afternoon meal and even took a little afternoon nap.
3: Oh, very nice. I'm sure it was tough to get a nap in on on Saturday or Friday night but uh, or Friday throughout the day, but you guys get it done. You know, the final score, not indicative of just how challenging that game was. Uh, you guys scoring three touchdowns in the fourth to put it away, but just take us through that game. Decatur Central did a lot of good things, particularly defensively to really stymie you guys for, for most of that game outside of the fourth.
4: Absolutely, you know. Um, defensively, they're really good and, and better up front than, um, you know, maybe we thought they would be. Um, size-wise, they're big. I mean, I, you always look on film and guys look big and, you know, the rosters are, are what they are, but we got into the game and their two inside guys were big and they're two linebackers, physical, big, strong guys that they did a really good job of, um, you know, plugging up the run and causing some problems for us up front, which, you know, um, quality team in the state championship, you know, they, they got there winning some good games too. So, you know, certainly not unexpected, but uh, they did a really good job and, um, you know, forced us to do some other things. And, uh, and then offensively, the, uh, the two, three running backs really were as good as advertised and they were quick. You know, their speed is always something you have to adjust to and, and they certainly had um, excellent speed and, you know, it was just a tough offense to, to defend. And, you know, everything that you would want in a, in a state championship game, you know, certainly came to fruition.
3: In terms of those two big touchdown runs by Uriah Buchanan, uh, take us through those, the 80-yard touchdown run, 95-yard touchdown run, and just what opened up, what worked to, to spring Buchanan on both those plays?
4: Well, he described it best on the first one, you know, at the point of attack, the 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 hole was all plugged up and he made a cut and um, cut to basically daylight, you know, kind of, as he described it, ran where nobody
3: was.
4: (laughs) And then as he, as he got through the hole, you know, the great thing about Uriah, what he has the ability to do is once he sees a seam accelerate through it and uh, he he did did that. And, you know, teams that want to really plug up the run, you know, they kind of, leave themselves a little vulnerable in the depth of their defense, right? Sure. So if yeah. you, you allocate so many guys on the line of scrimmage, you lose some of the depth to your defense. So when you know, when he broke that, when he found that seam and hit the gas, you know, there just wasn't anybody there. And I'll say this, our, our receivers on both of those long runs did a great job blocking downfield. Boston Conley, Austin Ganaway, both had key blocks where they got to the corners and the safeties and kept them from getting in, in pursuit. And, uh, every big run comes from big blocks from the receiver. So, uh, and then he did the rest, you know, ran away from everybody on the, on the long, the 95 yard one. Um, it was more of great block by Ethan Leal in the hole. And, um, once he hit that, uh, seam through the linebacker, there was nobody there. And again, hit the gas and, they couldn't
3: get him defensively coach you keep Decatur Central out of the end zone they went two of 12 on third down they didn't convert any of their fourth down attempts on on four chances uh four sacks uh for I mean the, the defense was relentless for you Lucas Rohrabacher good great again Landon fry Brando, go all the way down when you, when you set up a game plan what were the priorities and and being able to execute that through a full four quarters
4: definitely defending their three running backs And the way they kind of deploy their offense, kind of wing tish. Um, It's a three headed monster where they're bringing running backs in motion and they're going to run. They're going to give the ball to one of those three guys, but in different places, different areas. And, uh, you know, we had to really focus on those three guys. Um, Fortunately for us, you know, really talented in the secondary, which allowed, you know, us to kind of devote. Really good attention to those three guys, and you know Brandon Logan and Alan Bolton. They just followed those guys wherever they went, and uh, they did a great job tackling. Great job being um, gap sound at the point of attack. Yeah, I, I mean, we played as good a defense in those in the last three games of the playoffs as we've played in 15 years. Uh, credit to our kids and our defensive staff. I mean, they were they were rock rock solid the entire um, game in those three games. And, you know, to shut shut a te- two teams out in the semi-state and the state championship with no touchdowns uh, is pretty darn impressive.
3: Coach, Kurt Tippin, Snyder Panthers, joining us here on the High School Coaches Show. And, uh, Coach, when you look at, at being able to, to celebrate that win with your guys and then having your son and, and wife with the, with the Mental Attitude Award for Jack, that had to be a special moment for the family.
4: Certainly was. Um, and Jake has worked extremely hard, just like a lot of our kids. And, uh, very good student. Um, I think is very emblematic of a mental attitude award winner. Um, but he's, he's somebody that represents what a lot of our kids in the program are. They're good students. You know, we put a lot of emphasis. The whole reason to go to high school is to get an education. And, you know, our kids do a good job in the classroom. And then, you know, they're great teammates to each other. And the, the, the best teams, The most memorable teams are are ones that the kids uh, help each other and support each other and push each other, and and that certainly was the case with this group. Uh, They hang out with each other, but probably most importantly, they hold each other accountable and they push each other to get better every day, and and, uh, it's a special group. And that's why championships aren't easy to win, and the, the team camaraderie and bond that you have to have to be able to accomplish some a great feat like that, you know, is puts a lot, a lot of time and effort into those guys uh, developing that over the course of the year and I think it really came to be meaningful and effective in those last 3 games because every one of them was a dogfight.
3: Coach here in this city, the Snyder is the benchmark and everybody wants to to be Snyder, but to be Snyder you have to put the work in. Take us through well, now what the off season looks like for you guys. Has, has, uh, has, has weights already started? You're already lifting this week. How do you kind of set up going into the offseason?
4: Well, our guys lift during the school day, and they'll continue to do that. Uh, our strength coach, Coach Condon and Coach Roberts do a great job. Uh, and, uh, that, you know, that's just continuing uh, with the school day. And then we'll start our after-school thing after uh, we have our banquet. You know, we put a cap on the season. Um, but our kids, you know, also need a rest. And, you know, the biggest thing that they're doing is getting into their next sport. You know, we big believers in play another sport. You know, Guys started basketball. How about this? Our senior basketball players had basketball practice Saturday morning. <laughs> so they came home from the state championship, and I don't remember if it was at 9 or 10 o'clock in the morning, but uh, they were at basketball practice. And, you know, our wrestlers are wrestling this week. So, you know, Kids are resilient, and uh, they need a little refresher. But they're right back in their next sport, and we'll get into the weight room. And you know, after we plan the banquet, and the coaches review all the film, and you know, we do a complete over overview of everything that we do in the program. What needs to, what do we need to keep? What do we need to eliminate? What do we need to improve on? You know, and just reevaluate everything that we do. So the off season gets very busy really quick you know football's a a, a 12 month a year gig and you know we love doing it and i look forward to that part of the of the season coming up
3: coach final question for you we always talk about how fast the season seems to go it seems like yesterday it was it was week one as a coach does it feel like a long time ago since you went down to warren central and played in terms of the process of this team growing over the last three months
4: in some ways it does um you know i was Talking, we were talking as coaches, getting ready for the state championship game. You know, I I think I was getting confused with which game plan we were on. We've done so many. You know, in the playoffs, your game plans are so much more in depth, so much more involved, and uh, and specific to the team you're playing. So, I I think sometimes we were getting confused on which adjustment we were doing this week. And so, it is long, but then also. When you look back, it goes so fast, and that sounds cliche, but you know you were starting things in August, and the next thing you know, it's snowing and it's cold in November, and it goes so fast.
3: Jake and the family for the Mental Attitude Award and raised a, a great young man, and um, appreciate all the time this season. Congratulations again, enjoy it, but uh, it'll be back here before we know it.
4: It sure will, and you know, with you guys, all the great coverage you guys. Uh, give not just us but everybody uh, you guys make it special and another memorable season in fort wayne football
3: all right buddy appreciate it take care thanks that was coach kurt Tippman, snyder panthers joining us his second state championship won as a member of the snyder panthers at least as the head coach of course snyder winning in 2015 that 64 to 61 win over new palestine when snyder gets it done state championship number three for the Panthers, a 33-6 win over Decatur Central. We were hoping to have Kyle Lindsey, head coach of the Bishop Bluer's Knights, on tonight as well. Coach uh, Coach Lindsey's under the weather. It's going around, particularly the schools. And so, Kyle Lindsey doesn't have much of a voice. And I said, is it from the weekend? No, no, he, he hadn't been feeling good for a couple days. So, uh, we gave Le- Coach Lindsey the break tonight. Wouldn't be able to understand him anyway without his voice. So, uh, congratulations, though, to the Bishop Bluer's Knights for their state championship number 12 with the dominant win over North Posey and credit to Adam central getting there and, and battling once again, Lutheran just too much third straight year. Now Adam central has to go up. Uh, Inevitably it was almost a perfect storm over the weekend with, with Adam central losing to a private school, three straight years, Bishop Lewis winning the public private it always comes up this time of year. It's it's a tired argument uh, for sure. But uh, it was another great season for Adams Central. They'll get the boost to 2A. Bishop Lewers will get the boost to 3A. And Snyder will get the boost to 6A next season. Coming up after the break, we'll put a a capper on the football season. Talk to Dan Vance of OutsideTheHuddle.net. And we'll also dabble into some basketball. Girls have been going on for about a month. Boys are underway. They got started last week. Already some interesting scores out there on the boys' side. We'll tackle those subjects when we come back with Dan Vance. Amy Shearer, head girls basketball coach at Columbia City, also on tap this hour. You're listening to the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse here on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Get the latest
0: knife info from one of the country's premium knife shops, Blade Man's Knife Shop at the Shops of Scott Road. There's a reason customers drive hours just to shop at Blade Man's in Fort Wayne. Hi, this is Mark, the
1: owner of Blade Man's Knife Shop, and I'd like to personally invite you out to the store to see the area's best selection of quality knives. We have Benchmade, Spyderco, Microtech, Protech, Hogue, Zero Tolerance, Medford Knife and Tool, ADV Tactical, Tour Knives, and many more. We also have a great selection of custom knives. Can't get out to the store or prefer to shop online? Check out our great selection on. BladeMan'sKnifeShop.com. We pride ourselves on fast shipping because no one wants to wait weeks for their new knife. We update our online inventory daily so you know you're ordering in-stock product that will be shipped within one business day. And shipping is always free for orders over $100. So check us out at BladeMan'sKnifeShop.com or stop by the store in the Shops of Scott Road and have a cup of coffee on me. Be in the know and follow Blade Man's on Facebook
0: and Instagram today. 10% discount to police and military. And now you can see the collection of Shun knives, the finest in kitchen cutlery, available at Blade Man's Knife Shop in the Shops of Scott Road. The Brockman Heating and Air Conditioning Promise. On time, done right, or it's free. Brockman's, your independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning Dealer. That's over 60 years strong since 1957, serving homeowners in the Fort Wayne area. And Brockman's has the most experienced techs to help you decide if you should repair or replace your unit. 423-4331. Call your independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning Dealer. Brockman's Heating and Air Conditioning. On time, done right, or it's free. 423-4331. Save big
5: money on your next project
1: right now at Menards.
5: From smoke and carbon monoxide alarms to fire extinguishers and more, KIDA Home Safety Products keep your family protected in case of emergencies. Save money by never changing the battery for the life of the alarm. A worry-free 10-year sealed-in smoke alarm is $16.99 right now at Menards. Remember, a Menards gift card makes a great gift. Prices good through December 3rd.
6: why? Why take a chance? Why risk a mistake? Why say something? We all have reasons why we choose to ignore the things that give us pause, that seem out of place, that don't feel right. The word why can either paralyze us or empower us to stand up and protect what we love.
5: So if you see something, why do you say something? I see safe for my family.
1: I see safe for my friends. <laughs>
5: I see
2: say for my students.
1: We see say for each other. I see say because all of this matters. We all have something worth protecting, a why that unifies this community we're all a part of. So protect your everyday.
5: Report suspicious activity to local authorities. If you see something, say something.
0: Welcome back to the Hoopie Fieldhouse High School Coaches Show on 1380 The Fan
3: and 100.9 FM. Welcome back, everybody, to the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopie Fieldhouse. Here till 7 o'clock this evening. We'll turn it over to National Fox Sports Radio, followed by pregame show at 7.30 Thursday night football to be the Seahawks and the Cowboys this evening. The uh pregame show at seven thirty kick off around eight fifteen ish or so to kick off what is it week twelve week thirteen i don't even know week twelve week thirteen of the NFL season coming up tonight tomorrow it will be a uh, heavy dose of basketball right here on thirteen eighty the fan one hundred point nine fm and our stream purdue and Northwestern kicking off the big ten season tomorrow it'll be at eight o'clock pregame nine o'clock tip between the boilers and the wildcats on the stream you'll be able to catch girls high school basketball Carroll and homestead tomorrow seven thirty, and then the parkview sports medicine high school basketball postgame show around 8 nine fifteen. that will also be stream only and then indiana sports talk tomorrow night 10 30 to midnight after the purdue northwestern game Taking you through the night of basketball scores throughout the state of Indiana and more to talk a little basketball, to talk a little football as well. It's Dan Vance of OutsideTheHuddle.net joining us right now. Evening, Dan. Hey, Justin.
6: How's it going?
3: Doing pretty well. If if I had asked you three months ago who's reaching state outside of Adams Central, I don't know if we would have agreed on anybody. But we had Snyder and Bishop Lewers both get there and win their respective classes. In the end, was it surprising to you based on what we saw? Maybe talk about preseason expectations and and regular season early on. Did, is it a bit of a surprise we saw as many teams as we did from the area down in Indy?
0: Yeah, I mean, I
6: think any time uh, three is a great number to have. I mean, you know, to be represented in half the games, I think, was a, was a surprise. You know, we've talked before. I think that Snyder was a team that we thought could get there, um, but, you know, thinking they could get there, them getting there, them winning so decisively uh, once they were there are completely different things. And uh, the same thing for Lures. You know, there's always potential when you run up against the schedule that Lures plays uh, in the regular season by being an SAC team, even if it was a little different this year with the the divisions, you you have a chance in 2 a There's not a lot of 2 a teams that are playing the competition, uh, the level of the SAC. Uh, But again, so decisively, uh, you know, we talked about those games last week, and I thought that Lures was the team that was going to have one of the harder times. And, again, you're going on paper. Uh, you know, as much as the the people who cover in the south of the state don't know as much about a Lures, we didn't know as much about that team. But on paper, it looked like it was going to be a tough matchup for Lures. Uh So the, I think the surprising thing out of the weekend, maybe not as much that we have two state champions, but they were pretty decisive wins.
3: Yeah, they were snyder uh, for three and a half quarter three quarters that was a really close game before the panthers broke out but uh, bishop Lewis was able to just thoroughly dominate north posey in that 37 point win i don't want to open the pandora's box i'll just peek in a little bit when we talk private versus public dan i don't want to go into a big diatribe or of of if anything or what should be done or not fair and fair but do you think that there is that the current system works, success factor, all that stuff. Do you think it works enough to not make any major changes, or do you think there are changes that need to be made?
6: Well, look, I think that no matter what you do, no matter how you do it, there are going to be people who aren't happy. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of everything that happens in the success factor and the way that that is used. Uh, I think this is a great example this year. Adams Central, three straight state championship games, Uh, The team that beat them three years has to move up because, of course, you won three straight state titles. You acquire those points. Um, But since Adam Central got there, they acquired enough, too. So now they have to move up. So it's not a perfect system uh, the way it works because Adam Central is now just going to move up uh, and have to deal potentially uh, with Indianapolis Lutheran again in two-way. So in that world, it's not perfect. But no matter how you cut it, no matter how you do things, someone's not going to be happy. Um, and, and so I think that the system we have, it's not perfect, but I think that the IHSA has done a, a pretty solid job on trying to keep the competitive balance as best they can. You know, a lot of people, uh, chime for, uh, separate state tournaments for, you know, private schools. I don't think that's the answer at all either, but I also get the side of the coin that, you know, you look at Adam central, small school in Monroe. If you've ever been to Monroe, if you blink, you drive through it. So versus a team that is recruiting from, you know, the greater Indianapolis region Uh, and same thing happened to South Adams when they were there in 2020 and they lost to Covenant Christian with a running back who had been at Warden Central. So I get that side of it, uh, the the public versus private debate, but I don't think that there's a perfect system. I think it's impossible to have a perfect system, and I think the IHSA has done a pretty good job, especially after they implemented success factor in trying to maintain competitive balance as best possible.
3: Speaking of a perfect system, class basketball. Well, I guess maybe for some people. <laughs> but uh, Or some people that want single class. Anyway, let's talk some, some girls' basketball, and then we'll talk boys here in a second. But for those that are just starting to turn the page and say, okay, I'm going to get caught up on girls' basketball, what's going on in the area, uh, we're going to talk to Amy Shearer, head coach of the Columbia City Eagles, here a little later in the show. Her team has separated itself, at least for now, from not just the rest of the area, but ascending to the top spot in the entire state, at least right now. But in terms of, of players to watch, teams to watch, where do we stand on the girls' side right now heading into December?
6: Yeah, Columbia City's just on another level right now. And, um, you know, watching them when they beat Snyder, uh, watching a little bit of that game against Hamilton Southeastern from last weekend, who was the number one team in the state. Columbia City just does things, uh, again, not perfectly. Nothing's perfect, but uh, it's close to perfect, I think, execution-wise, as we've seen in this area since the Carissa McLaughlin Homestead days, wow. uh, when they were state champions. They just that, that Homestead team was different when you watched them, and I and you know they blew teams out, but they were just they executed, they were fundamental, they didn't make many mistakes, and if they made a mistake, any player or that whole team as a whole, they were able to, uh, you know. Re- reciprocate positively in twofold. And that's what Columbia city does. Uh, they're not going to make a lot of mistakes. And when they do make mistakes, they're going to figure it out. And I think one of the most impressive things is at no point has this Columbia city team rested on their laurels. They have been really good for a couple of years. Uh, one of the best teams in the area and had to be a, considered a, a top state team last year, in my opinion. And they got better. Asin Baxter got better. Uh, Kendra sheets got better. Uh, the Tonkel sisters, what they've been able to do to expand their games. Molly Baker has become a bigger threat all around the court. They're a team that just keeps getting better. And sometimes we don't see that with high school teams, especially when they're really good, is they're really good and they maintain that. But to get better, uh, in my opinion, with this Columbia City team, even every game this season, it's been really impressive.
3: Is it, is it a very senior-laden team, or is it just stacked with talent?
6: You know, you have some seniors, but you do have some some people back. You know, Asa Baxter is a junior, uh, one of the best juniors in the state. I think that she has the potential to be a Miss Basketball candidate as a senior. So you have talent. Uh, Amy Shearer has done a tremendous job Where this Columbia City team. If you start looking back at the last six, seven years, that they've developed their players really well. They've developed their, every class, every level, down to their middle school kids. And, and, it, and they've been able to do that. They've had some luxury of some kids who uh, may not be necessary, Columbia City kids, and, you know, that argument will always be made for every team everywhere. But they've developed their system really well. Uh, it's very well run, and Amy Shearer has done a tremendous job there. So, uh, you know, it's, kudos to them. It's the exact type of system that you want to be able to have, especially in a community like Columbia City.
3: Looking elsewhere on the girls' side, Dan, in terms of, of the top teams, you have Snyder, um, up there, Jordan Pool, you know, Homestead as well, Lurking Norwell. In terms of the hierarchy after Columbia City, what does it look like?
6: Yeah, I mean, I think that you're looking at Snyder's right there. Um, the, the SAC has a couple of intriguing matchups that we haven't seen yet. Uh, Snyder North of last year was phenomenal. I expect it to be the same again this year. Uh, Snyder Homestead. You know, Homestead's a team that is fairly young and is working with a lot of sophomores in that group um, that can continue to get better. They've gotten better. Uh, Throughout this season, they're still missing Emma Roost, who uh, has been, you know, was phenomenal for them. She is out with after tearing her ACL. It's likely back, probably not until the postseason. Postseason is great. And then Norwell's, uh, you know, always dangerous. Any eight games are getting ready to start. Um, That's where Columbia City's kind of the intrigue comes in. I think that they're able to get up for these big out-of-conference games, Snyder, Hamilton, Southeastern. Uh, But the Northeast State's always sneaky good. Uh, Rolls right there. Belmont's having another really good season. Huntington North is a solid program again. Uh, and then uh, you got to give a shout-out to a team like Jay County. I thought that they were probably going to lose to Woodland here about a week and a half ago um, and maybe lose a little bit of their grip on the ACAC. They didn't. They won that game impressively. This is a team that graduated a lot, had a coaching change, even though they promoted from their own system. And, and Jay County hasn't lost a ACAC regular season game in like seven years. <laughs> and I'm not even making I'm not, like, that's I'm not even being like, oh, let's inflate the number. It's legitimately I believe it's been seven years.
3: Uh that's a while. It's uh you're <laughs> talking about AC dom Adam Central dominance in the ACAC. Let's talk about Jay County girls basketball in yeah. the ACAC.
6: Well uh, one ACAC loss ever. You know, they've been in the conference <laughs> since the since the last big conference shakeup was in two thousand fifteen. Uh, and they have one regular season ACAC loss since they've been in the conference.
3: That's just stupid. Uh Looking in the, in the SAC, Dan, we mentioned Snyder. I mean, you have Northrop up there. We have the, the week three of the SAC conference play coming up tomorrow night. But when you look at uh, at the teams towards the top of the league in the SAC, I imagine the discussion is about Northrop and Snyder.
6: It really is. I, I don't think you take Homestead out of that discussion just because of how well they've played um, and, and how players like Maya Epps and Gabby Helsom have continued to develop You know, they were big, important pieces for that team last year as freshmen. Um, They continue to develop. It's a very young team overall, and they have some pieces that, you know, you can't overlook them. I think Carroll uh, is a team that has struggled out of the gate this season, Uh, a lot to replace for them, and and a lot of people having to step up outside of Jersey. Paul and Lily George, they don't have a lot of RC experience, but I think they're starting to get their wheels turning again as well. So, um, you know, and Bishop Lewis is a team that is incredibly tough. Uh, I think for some reason getting a little overlooked, uh, but they have kind of everything you want and have an Addie Shank inside and what she's able to do around the basket. Um, and then Miley Waring has stepped up big on the perimeter for them, you know, to be a good tempo guard. So I think that uh, when you look at them, I think there's a, there's five teams at the top of the SAC that could win uh, some pivotal games. And I think that it's really still a conference, even though we look at Snyder as the team and Northrop is like one B and maybe Homestead see. I think that there's a lot of games that you just have to be sharp for in that conference.
3: Dan, looking at the boys' side of things, we talked Columbia City being at that clear-cut top uh, level on the girls' side. Is that Wayne on the boys' side, or is that um, making things a little bit too simple?
6: Um, You know, I think it's close to Wayne. Uh, I had a chance to watch them last night against Leo. I was really impressed, one, with Leo uh, and how they were able to kind of turn things up against a – Wayne team that pushes a really frenetic pace. Um, What what I would say I would like to see out of Wayne from last night, of course, they got a big 15-point win over Leo, so take nothing away from that, uh, is to be able to uh, find some composure in the chaos. I thought a couple times last night Wayne got a little bit looser than they normally do. Uh, But, you know, again, some changes there. You have a new uh, member of the starting lineup in Kaylin Williams-Thomas transferred from Concordia. You have a new head coach in Anthony Brewer. But Wayne thrives in a chaotic pace, so if they can continue to push teams in that pace and make teams go that pace, uh, and, and then, but able to you know stay within themselves and not get too loose, they're going to be a really dangerous team that is going to be a team that could you know get back to semi-state again this year. Uh, but I think Carroll's right there too. Uh, we've been able to see their kind of rebirth. Uh, Cannonhauser and Jackson Pardon have gotten a ton of attention and rightfully so. Uh, two really high-level players, Jackson Pardon, going to Bowling Green to play Division I basketball. Uh, But Jair Sampson has been their key guy here early in the season, has stepped up big for them, has scored really well. And there's not too many teams that you can say, hey, I have three guys that on any given night, any or all of them could give me 20 points. But Carroll has that, uh, and they have some size. So I think that it's Wayne and Carroll right at the top of the area. Um, But there's definitely some intrigue behind them for sure.
3: Dan, we saw the defending state championship champions a year ago, Blackhawk Christian. They dropped their season opener on Tuesday against Northside. That was the first time since 2017 that Northside had beaten Blackhawk Christian. They've traditionally played here in the first week, uh, full week of the season at least. When you look at Blackhawk Christian and, and trying to make it uh, another championship under second-year coach Matt Roth, how is that team's makeup? Should we look anything into that loss on tuesday is this a team working maybe some some younger guys in and it's going to take a little bit because they've really hit the ground running the last several years so what do we think about the braves coming out of the gate
6: yeah i think that that game was uh, a similar tale for both those teams i think they both had a lot to prove in different ways uh for blackhawk christian you know we, we we use the term and a lot of people use the term and you just used it coming out of the game defending cha- state champions but there's really only you know, three guys that saw decent time on that state championship team. Obviously, Kellen Pickett, you know, he's 6'9". He's a Division One basketball player. He, he definitely moves the needle. Uh, Isaac Smith is a solid shooter, started on that state championship team. And then Aiden Muldoon got some time, um, spot minutes off the bench, uh, contributed here and there, but not on the level he has to contribute on now. Uh, so they're really a team that is rebuilding uh, at Blackhawk Christian. And I don't know that that's a term that we use too much for the Braves, but they did graduate a lot of talent, a lot of guys who had played a lot of years of varsity basketball. Uh, When you look at, like, Josh First, who's at Purdue now, as a a preferred walk-on, and you look at Gage Sefton, who's at Grace and doing well. So they're a team that really has to build a new identity, and I think that it was a good first step um, against a Northside team that has a lot of returning talent, even though they're still trying to figure out a new identity, uh, to be able to do that. And, And Kellen Pickett played well. Aiden Muldoon showed that he can be a lead guard, uh, not just a, you know, you never know when you're bringing that sixth man in, but Blackhawk Christian's been really good over the years, uh, of bringing up a guy who maybe just was a spot guy, did the intangible things. I, I look back at Michael Pulver, uh, you know, who was a great point guard for them and what he was able to do a guy like Abe Hicks several years ago. And I think that's what Aiden Muldoon's doing. Uh, so I think the Blackhawk will be fine. Are they a contender in state two A I think it's, it's really early to say that. Um, but you know, I, an impressive performance for them and an impressive performance for a Northside team that, again, brings a lot of guys back, but you also lose a 24-point-a-game junior all-star and Bronte Johnson, who could be a Division One basketball player if he had chosen that path and not football. So I thought they, too, did a good job of stepping up in roles. Uh, Javion Davenport uh, was probably the most impressive I've seen him play in a high school game, uh, you know, a high school varsity game. Max Goheen, the freshman, Uh, guard came in and did some good things and then Eugene Young and Jackson Fugate are obviously on a lot of people's radar but I think they showed against Blackhawk Christian how versatile that they can both be.
3: Good stuff as always Dan we'll be talking hoops from from this uh, from now on because uh, you can certainly deliver in that realm so looking forward to continuing to talk to you we'll talk some hoops next Thursday Sounds good. All right, buddy that was Dan Vance of OutsideTheHuddle.net joining us here each and every Thursday no one, no one in this area knows high school basketball like dan vance have him name you a hundred players in the area right now he could do it three-fourths of them will sound made up but they're real people but thanks to dan vance for joining us we take a break we're going to talk to the coach of the team ranked currently number one in the state of indiana regardless of class in girls basketball coach amy Shear of the columbia city eagles when we come back you're listening to the high school coaches show Presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse here on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM.
5: Hoopy Insurance Services, now with over 40 years of helping to protect Fort Wayne families and businesses, operates by the golden rule. They always treat the client as they would want to be treated. They have options to find the best price for the best coverage, whether insuring your home, your property, your car, or even your small business. Hoopy Insurance Services, an independent agent representing great companies like Ohio Mutual Insurance Company, is the perfect place to find the specific coverage you want. They realize that small businesses often have unique needs and they can tailor a policy that provides the coverage your business needs. And they work with some of the top insurance companies in the industry, like Ohio Mutual, to provide quality coverage with outstanding service. And if you ever need to file a claim, Hoopie Insurance Services is committed to serving Northeast Indiana with compassion and integrity because you don't need your insurance company to add to an already stressful situation. Visit HUPE-insurance.com to learn more or call 486-7488. Hoopy Insurance, their family serving your family for almost 40 years. Over the past few years, the COVID-19 pandemic has affected how we live our daily lives. Today, we also face a mental health pandemic that threatens our well-being as we attempt to rebuild our social networks and communities.
2: The pandemic has reminded us to value family, community, and our human connections. However, it has also left many of us feeling more isolated, confused, and alone, struggling to find meaning amid loss and uncertainty.
5: Today, one in five Americans experience emotional and mental health challenges, but many of us do not understand what we are facing or know how to ask for help.
2: At the American Psychiatric Association Foundation, we understand what you are going through, and we are here to help. Our vision is to build a mentally healthy nation for all. We work every day to eliminate stigma, combat mental illness and substance use disorders, and advance mental health. If you or someone you love needs help, you are not alone. Please visit mentallyhealthynation.org to learn more. It was a little before Christmas, so the story is told. The tree looked fantastic, but the decorations look old. No need to get worried or even show fear. Because you can rely on City Glass Specialty for this special time of year. From religious decorations to ornaments and wreaths, to magnificent nativity scenes that you simply can't beat. When it comes to Christmas and holiday decorations, City Glass Specialty carries it all. Come visit our showroom or just give us a call. Our selection is huge, in fact, out of sight. A Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night.
0: This holiday season, for the best selection of Christmas ornaments, religious ornaments, wreaths, and nativities, visit City Glass Specialty at 2124 South Calhoun Street in Fort Wayne or call 260-744-3301. This is the Hoopie Fieldhouse High School Coaches Show on 1380
3: The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back, everyone, to the High School Coaches Show. I'm Justin Kenny here till top of the hour, 7 o'clock. We'll make way for National Fox Sports Radio and then pregame show for Thursday Night Football, Seahawks-Cowboys. That'll be good at 7.30, kickoff closer to 8.15 tomorrow night on The Stream, 1380 thefan.com and on our app you'll be able to re- listen to carol and homestead sac showdown coming up on the girls side 7:30 around there the tip after the jv game uh, tomorrow evening a team off to a very very impressive start in the northeast eight is the columbia city eagles head coach of the eagles coach amy sheer joins us right now evening coach
2: good evening how are you
3: uh doing well coach and uh your your team is doing quite well as well off to an 8-0 start looking looking very good ranked number 1 in the most recent uh, coaches poll in the state of Indiana after knocking off the previous number 1 Hamilton Southeastern in convincing fashion coaches are never satisfied so 8-0 is impressive but uh what does Amy Shear think about her team so far
2: Well I can say that it is just the end of November like we're barely a third of way through the season you know rankings are going to change that's not really the focal point of, you know, our program, our kids, or our team. We just are trying to get better every day with every practice and every game. And, you know, every every team we play is a different type of challenge. We just want to be playing our best basketball when tournament time comes around um, in late January, early February.
3: As a coach, I mean, do, you, do you address rankings? Do you t- tell the girls not to worry about it? How do you approach it?
2: We just don't talk about it much. And they know, like we've talked about this for a long time, like media, rankings, um, Like, we know what job we have to do, and our kids' job is to stay together as a team, you know, encourage one another, have each other's backs. And, you know, people are going to talk and say, like, there's going to be haters. There's going to be people that are going to, you know, build you up to be number one and everybody in between. We just have to stay focused on, you know, what our beginning season goals were and just, you know, just support one another.
3: When you look at the makeup of this team, Coach, and – and just the, the, the mix of, of players and Addison Baxter and, and Molly Baker and it just got the Tonko girls and, and and on down the line. I mean, the, the depth that you have been able to to put together and, and and build with this program across the years has been very impressive. And I guess is it tough to say where does it start with this team? Because there's so many girls and so many facets. Um,
2: well, we have a pretty well-rounded team. And, the, you know, the big thing about team is those kids just want to win. They don't. They don't care who the high-point score is. They don't care, like, who's getting, you know, this, that, or the other. They want to play together as a group. They complement each other very well. A lot of those kids would rather have an assist in the bucket. Like, they want to make that great pass to their teammates to get a score. Um, they really take a lot of pride in their defense. They really, really try to get after the other team, frustrate them, just basic, fundamental, hard-nosed defense. And they really enjoy um, the competition. Like, they want to play good teams. To try because that's how they know that they're going to get better they they kind of um, relish that they want to play good quality schools with good basketball programs
3: yeah coach we've talked in the past about that defense and how tough it can be in this day and age to get the good it's more than offense sometimes it feels like
2: yeah yeah they do they know that defense can bring a lot of offense with it and um, you know we stress defense from and i've had these seniors since fourth grade and from um from fourth grade on up it's consistent through our entire program um, that if you want to get on the court you want to play, then you have to defend and you have to rebound. Those are the keys that, that will keep you on the court and make our teams and our program successful.
3: How important is it to have a, a leader, at point guard like Kendra Sheets?
2: Oh, it, it's very important to have a good quality point guard, um, somebody that's a good communicator, somebody that's the second coach on the floor, somebody that understands the game and knows where kids are supposed to be. and you know, if kids are having a you know an off night or whatever, you know, she's there to pick them up. You know, she's been my point guard now. This is the fourth year having her, and she's, she's very important to this basketball squad.
3: Coach Amy Shearer, Columbia City Eagles, joining us here on the High School Coaches Show, presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse. And I've watched Molly Baker over the last couple of years develop, and and, and you could see, just, she see, it seems like she's been there forever because she's been a, a key part of this varsity program for several years. Uh, to see her kind of emerged. Last year was really good. This year's taking a step up. How how uh, impressive has, has Molly been over the course of his career, her, her career and now as a senior?
2: Yeah, Molly's done a great job for us. Um, got a lot of minutes as a sophomore. Well, basically started as a sophomore. And um, last year and this year has really also emerged into another leader. Um, she's not one of those kids that's going to bring a lot of attention to herself. She just goes in day in and day out, does her job. Um, she's kind of the quiet type of kid. Um, But she's also a player on our team that kids know they can go and talk to her. She's like a good friend to kids, Um, very good work ethic out of her also. And we look for her to do, you know, some of those things that, you know, don't show up on the stat sheet. Like, are you making sure that your kid doesn't get the rebound? Are you, you know, running the floor every possession to try to transition the basketball? You know, just a lot of those hustle plays and, and things that kind of get overlooked by people.
3: It's a long season, Coach. How important is depth, and you seem to have it on the bench, but continuing to develop that depth over the course of the season, so that it can be a big factor come postseason.
2: Yep, we we talk about that quite a bit on my coaching staff, trying to find positions to get kids good quality minutes, um, make sure they're playing against you know the better kids on other teams, so they're getting in the flow and the mix of the starters, not just you know subbing five for five, trying to you know get them in that in that mix of. Uh, few starters with a few kids off the bench and we've got some kids getting some good minutes and they're being productive with the minutes that they're getting
3: you talked about challenges over the course of this season for your team coach you played Snyder at home you handled him you went to Valpo and that's not an easy trip to take on the Vikings you were able to win that convincingly Goshen of course the Hamilton Southeastern win is how are these helping you guys get ready through for not only the NE8 season that starts on Saturday night, but also the postseason?
2: Yeah, well, the NE8 conference, I'm very proud to be a part of that conference. I feel like the past several years, um, we just have a lot of outstanding coaches that have coached a long time, have a lot of basketball knowledge. you got Eric Thornton down there at Norwell, um, Carrie Chappelle at Leo, you know, Andy Heim down there at Belmont, Matt Hines at, at Huntington North. Um, kind of been in with the NE8 for quite a while, and they always have great, fundamentally sound basketball teams so i feel like our conference really really has improved quite a bit the past several years of level play coming out of it and those are going to be some very tough basketball games it's difficult to go on the road to play at leo you know the it's always a dog fight when we go to play um, both belmont and norwell Um, those are not teams you can overlook just because they play in the nea and they're not some you know a lot of people don't think the nea is like a premier athletic conference but we have a lot of good teams in that conference and it's always always tough competition playing those schools
3: Coach, you had uh, Coach Kurt Tippen on earlier and his team losing to semi in semi-state dramatic fashion last year. Used that as incentive. They put it all over the, the weight room and stuff over the course of the season. They used that as fuel. Do you look yes. the same as, at that Homestead game and sectional the same, or is have you moved on from it? Because there's no right or wrong answer, but have you used it like Snyder did, or is it something that's out of mind? Yeah, no, it's
2: definitely not
3: out of mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Uh,
2: we don't necessarily elaborate on that game every day but to say it's not an underlying um, factor or facet of what we put together this summer taking our kids to iu and butler and the teams that we scheduled in the off season and the teams that we put on the season schedule yeah that definitely um had quite an impact on us and you know to get through the postseason you're gonna have to play homestead and rod parker does a great job with his program he's always got teams that are top-notch and difficult to beat. So, you know, we're going to have to step up what we're doing to find a way to get out of that sectional.
3: Coach, you're 8-0. You guys looked really good, considered one of the best teams right now in the state of Indiana. How do you guard against peaking too early?
2: Well, I guess every day that we go in, we just focus on things to get better at. And you're always trying to find a way to improve. We don't have everything implemented right now in our offenses or our defenses. You know, it's just kind of a process. It's a building process, trying to get through the season, and and uh, I think our kids have pretty open minds and good attitudes, and and uh, you know, we're just like I said, we're just trying to make sure, like you mentioned, you know, peak at the right time, uh, but not try to you know front load everything right at the beginning of November and trying to be great at this time.
3: And you do know, you feel
2: like, have that we don't play well in? And that's the way it is.
3: And do you feel you? It seems like you have that group that can handle the pressure when it comes, but also put it out of mind when they need to.
2: Yeah. And again, I guess I'm trying to struggle with how to, how to word this necessarily. We don't talk a lot about rankings. We don't talk a lot about like who's, you know, here, where in the polls or this or that the kids know. And we talk pretty regularly about what our season goals are and they understand it's a process and it's not going to happen in one day. It's not going to happen in one week. It's, it's a long-term of a situation and so the the process to get there is going to be a building process and you know they buy in they hold each other accountable um encourage one another and we're just trying to keep everybody on the same page and just stay focused on on what the what the end and goal is here
3: and the immediate focus is getting ready for the ne8 you get leo on the road on saturday coach and then you have norwell next friday so you're being thrown into the deep end of the ne8 this year With two good teams, what's the key the next two games to get a couple dubs in the league?
2: Well, I would say that we need to continue to work on fine-tuning our defense. Um, You know, just stress those basic fundamental things, you know, hustle plays, blocking out, you know, getting good steps on defense without fouling people, you know, just basic fundamental things that we we work on, on every day. And, you know, we... I would say those two teams are going to come in and whether we're traveling there or they're coming here, that those are always, you know, good basketball games and nobody in the NEA, you know, really backs down from anybody else. Like they could care less that we're number one. Honestly, they just use a chance to try to beat the number one team really. So we'll be, they're going to be ready and they're, they're going to come in and
3: compete. All right, coach. Hey, I appreciate the time. Thanks a lot. Congratulations on an eight and start. I know, that's not, that's not the goal, uh, but uh, it's been impressive nonetheless.
2: Yeah, well, our kids, like, they have a goal, like, what, what they want to do with the season. But the number one ranking, I guess, is just kind of, I guess, I'm going to say icing on the cake at this point. But, again, th- those are going to fluctuate. I told the kids, you know, we may win both games this week, and we might move out of the number one slot. I mean, that just might be the way that it is. But that's not the most important thing at this stage of the game. Like, we talk about what's important to our program. Our team as a whole, and you know, we just want to stay focused and, and support one another, and and continue to stay
3: positive and get better. And so far, so good, Coach. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Good luck against Leo coming up this weekend. Thank you so much. That was Amy Shearer, head coach of the Columbia City Eagles. Her team, eight and zero, ranked number one this week in the coaches poll in the state of Indiana. That's regardless of class. That's all four classes put together. And I know, Coach Shearer. So well, the media is going to say what they want and, and all this. We just got to stay together and stay confined and, and, and keep it going. Definitely. And, 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 but make no mistake that there is added, I guess it's not pressure, but there's added angst. Maybe considering Columbia city hasn't won a sectional championship in 23 years. The last championship was 2000. They've only won one sectional title in the multi-class era coming in 2000 think about that homestead has been the nemesis particularly the last couple years 2020 uh let's go 2020 lost to homestead 2021 lost to homestead you can see a bit of a trend here too 2020 lost by 22 to sparty in the sectional 2021 lost by 12 in the sectional to homestead 2022 lost by 11 we're getting closer 2023, that 46 to 45 loss last year against the Spartans, in which a a loss that followed um, Columbia City really looking like the team to beat in that sectional and dropping that game was it was to open the tournament for Columbia City was pretty tough. Finished 20-3 and last year, lost to Homestead. 20-3 and the year before, lost to Homestead. So the number one ranking is fine. But as Coach Shearer said, you have to beat Homestead. And Columbia City will continue to try to work towards that goal through the months of December and January before the playoffs begin. But congratulations on on the great start to the season by the Eagles. But job isn't done yet. For sure. Coming up tomorrow night on the stream, 1380thefan.com and our, our 1380 app, you will be able to hear Carol and Homestead, the aforementioned Carol, or excuse me, Homestead Spartans, nemesis of Columbia City in the sectional. You could hear that game 7:30 or so for the tip coming up on the stream tomorrow night. Plenty of boys basketball getting started, too, this week and last week. Looking around the area in terms of weekend games. And I mentioned that that Carol is kind of that team, or not Carol, but Wayne is kind of that team that uh, people look at as, as above some of the others. Look at Columbia City on the girl's side right now, maybe that number one team in the area. Wayne is 1-0, knocked off Leo, last night but they'll take on ben davis at brownsburg on saturday that's a really good ben davis team so that'll be the first challenge for wayne this season they'll have lawrence north as well later on in the month of december i think next next saturday i think it's southport so there's some big games coming up for the wayne generals the first year coach anthony brewer but the uh the general's We'll try to keep it going after beating Leo last night. But in terms of this weekend, tomorrow night, you have Northside at DeKalb. DeKalb off to a 2-0 start. You have Southside Snyder kicking off the SAC season. That'll be the lone SAC game tomorrow night, the first SAC game of the campaign. Homestead will go to Warsaw tomorrow night. Meanwhile, Saturday, SAC games on the boys' side. Eastside Carroll, or East Noble Carroll, excuse me. Southside at Central Noble. Wayne and Ben Davis, as I mentioned. And uh, Mishawaka Marion at Bishop Lewer's. But starting next Friday, we will get SAC regular season play started on the boys' side. I would say that maybe the premier matchup, Snyder and Wayne, coming up next Friday. So we're a week away from getting the boys' conference season started in the SAC. Thanks a lot, everybody, for tuning in. Coach Amy Shear joining us talking some Columbia City girls basketball it was kurt tipman at the top of the hour snyder panthers state champion congratulations to the panthers congratulations to coach tipman state title number two for him state title number three overall for the snyder panthers and dan vance of outside the huddle helping us break down the state championship games and jumping in on basketball which is going to be the focus from here on out through about mid-march or so Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Coming up later tonight, Thursday night football starting at 730 with pregame coverage, Seattle Seahawks and Dallas Cowboys. You can tune in tomorrow morning, Caleb and Kenny in the morning, 7 to 9 a.m. We'll talk about the hire of Kurt Signetti at Indiana and more. But until next week, next Thursday, this is it for the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM.
0: Call me Butter, because I'm on a roll. Fred Grody here from Grody Mitsubishi. And if you're all ride and scrummy, this month only, you can save a lot of dough on a car you love. Bring it to me, and you can get up to $5,000 more than Kelly Blue Book value based on the price of the new Mitsubishi you pick.
5: But, Fred... What if my credit's a little stale?
0: Don't worry, darling. My for the people credit approval process goes against the grain and my solution specialists always work their hardest. So toss your old ride like yesterday's bread and you can get up to $5,000 more than Kelly Blue Book value based on the price of the new Mitsubishi you pick. But hurry, because this deal won't stay fresh long and absolutely won't last past the end of the month. I'm Fred Grody and I am a dealer for the people. Roll on down to Grody Mitsubishi between Lake and State on Coliseum or see all my rides
1: at Grody Nation Dot com that's GrodyNation.com. credit requires bank approval vehicle purchase price determines actual trade allowance kelly blue book is a registered trademark of kelly blue book company incorporated which is not affiliated with grody mitsubishi offer absolutely expires on november 30th 2023
0: thanks for listening to the hoopy field house high school coaching show on 1380
4: the fan and 100.9 fm now back to-
2: podcasts by federated media